Hey guys, it's Cliff and Olivia. We're popping in for a quick editor's note. So this podcast was recorded a couple weeks ago um, before the untimely passing of Taylor Hawkins, the Foo Fighters drummer. Uh, We talk about him quite a lot in this podcast, so just keep that in mind as you listen along. Rest in peace, Taylor. We love you. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. So, uh, I guess we're here for a, a thing. Whoa, um, we're here for things? Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, Cliff, Tim, and Olivia, we're all here. Yeah, nobody's heard from us in a while. Uh, we, By the powers of B, we got back together. Yeah, we got the band back together. And um, I had a weird thought pop into my head from watching Hot Ones. That's right. We took care of that issue. Now he had another idea. <laughs> so I wanted I wanted to present this to Tim and Olivia because they both know way more than I do about this topic, which is something music. So I watched the Dave Grohl episode of Hot Ones talking about like what makes a drummer great. And that got me thinking, why hasn't like the Mount Rushmore of drummers changed? So like the stereotypical Mount Rushmore of drummers is like John Bonham, Keith Moon... Neil Peart and like Ringo for the drummers, drummers. Why hasn't that changed to somebody more recently from like more like our generation? So like late eighties, nineties as like what's now classic rock, oh, like when hurts. the Mount Rushmores got started, you know, for them when they were classic rock or still new, but would now be oldies and the stuff that we like is classic rock or oldies. Again, oh. that feels weird to say, but God. you know, time passes on. So. I just, and this can turn into something a little bit bigger for, like, singers, whatever. Just, like, a discussion or conversation about, like, why do you guys think, like, the Mount Rushmore for musicians hasn't really changed? So, um, I think I mentioned this, but I I think I mentioned to you, like, another realization I had, uh, either yesterday, the day before, where, like... And I, I forget where it came from, but here's the thing. Uh, sometimes when you idolize the past, you don't move on from it and you don't create the space where the something new can kind of take over. And I think people in like our generation and the generation before, like we like just take our parents like I guess music and like we make them our own and say like yeah this is it this is you know Led Zeppelin the Who the Beatles yeah those are the quintessential rock bands that like you think about when you think about rock and roll and it I guess it's a generational thing where that hasn't changed because the, I guess, idolization of them hasn't changed. And now I remember where I got that thought from. It's because, (laughs) (laughs) um, I guess, it came from wrestling. I think (laughs) uh, the reason why... I remember now. um, Yeah. You know, a wrestling company like WWE does what they do, which is constantly change things. Like, change change the uh, wrestlers, change their 
wrestlers' names, and change that, all, like all this stuff all the time. Nothing is like keeping any like surprises like constant. Like like in a way that like let's say like a wrestler loses a tight their title and like it wasn't supposed to happen or like it wasn't right for them to lose it. Like they like WWE doesn't do it in a way that's like impactful because they do that shit constantly. And that so. got started off because <clears throat> the ad for WrestleMania, which is Roman versus Brock for like the eightieth time, right. is they're billing as the biggest WrestleMania ever. And I just off the cuff went, I thought that was WrestleMania three. Right. With uh-huh. Hogan versus Andre. Right, right, right. So it's just like, and then that's where she got on the, you know, do they do it so quickly? So, like, they, I mean, I might be taking this wrong, but, like, they're so frantically changing who the Mount Rushmore things are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But they keep bringing back the people from previous Mount Rushmores. That, like, the new ones never get to get solidified. Sure. But, like, in a way, they are trying to make new ones, but at the same time, they're not. So it's like... This weird thing, like, they're getting right, but also doing wrong. But anyway, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> I didn't mean to get onto wrestling. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the thing is, like, uh, th- there's, there's like, a space in the room for people, like, I get, uh, like, some of us that like rock and roll and think of, like, the 70s, 60s and 70s. And then there's, like, another group where, like, they're more in tune with, like, what's happen- what was happening currently, where they were into, like, the emo scene when that was around, and they're into whatever's happening now, which I don't really know, <laughs> since rock's kind of dead now, I think. But, uh, <laughs> like... Commercially, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, th- I think what hurts rock bands, like present in the present time is like you really can't live up to like led zeppelin you can try to be led zeppelin Greta Van like Fleet. Greta Van Fleet, <laughs> but like it's still noble you can't you it's not the same and it's happened before who cares so it's like <laughs> i i have a yeah. thought do we idolize the old bands especially 60s and 70s bands because the only way to really see the drummer playing some amazing thing was like a live performance where everything from the 80s and beyond it's like well we had this music video that was red hot or you know mm-hmm. and then and now it's like oh the band put out a new video it's on youtube and like i think the guitars and the singers especially the singers became the face of the band like the drummer is almost never the face of the band. I guess, hidden in the back a bit, yeah. you know? I guess the 80s also started more of, like, the recorded concert events also. Yeah. With the, like, the multiple angles and, like, where you could see more of, like, the performance. But, like, seeing it on TV, like, your TV, you're not going to get the same sense for, like, the drummer's power. Sure. At home. Right. As, like, you do live. For sure. When you go live, you feel that. <laughs> Just through <Yeah>. your bones. <laughs> I guess also, also in general, like the drummer is probably you could argue either the drummer or the bass player is like arguably like the most overlooked member of the band. Right. So like that has that going against it. Right. So that's why like because they keep it together yeah. underneath, you know. 
Yeah. So all the f- sizzle and the flash can happen up front. Right. It's just the way it is, I guess. There's exceptions, of course, but... So, like, maybe, like, that's why, like, drummers aren't really talked about day-to-day, you know? But I think it's, like, with all the instruments, though. Because you don't hear, like, oh, this person from this new band's, like, oh, they're they're the next Jimmy Page. Sure. Or, you know, Jimi Hendrix. Like, like, okay, yeah, no, they all play the instruments. But, like, I wonder if some of it is that... It's not the innovation that they had, where it's like the like the sound was new. Like mm-hmm. the you have Greta Van Fleet, who's just doing Zeppelin, but forty years later, right? And it's just like okay, like cool, it sounded good, but like we heard it. Mm-hmm. So I guess that there's no more like the room for innovations gone, air quotes. It's now more like the pop, TikTok, whatever to grab as many people as you can as quickly as you can to look at a thing yeah i mean i think it's out there i think it's just so hard to find you have to dig to find anything anymore it's 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 a real chore as opposed to just the ease of just turning on your radio and there's a rock song that's great right um i think that's the big thing honestly it's not accessible rock is is commercially dead and i don't know why that happened but it sure did and like like rap i would have thought would have been the one that went more commercially dead because mm-hmm. just lyrically right uh, well, not that it's all terrible or, or awful or whatever but i think rap though fits more in with the pop like scene that we have yeah. now <clears throat> right like i guess and this comes actually going to show how like other stuff is i feel like everyone wants everything so produced mm-hmm. and perfect or with like and not that they're like wasn't you know, the whammy bars and buttons to destroy your guitar or voice or whatever. It feels like that's more like what everyone wants you know, as a whole mm-hmm. than occasionally for effect. Right. You don't hear whole albums with clean guitars anymore. It's rare. So, like, and then I was trying to think of, like, who would I make as, like, a Mount Rushmore for myself of, like, like who I grew up, like, listening to. Now, like, and it's, I grew up listening to Zeppelin, like, those bands, and, like, I understand, like, I'm not trying to, like, say those people don't deserve to be on Mount Rushmore, but, like, when you have these top fours, you can always have multiple top fours for whatever criteria you want to put on it, right? Mm-hmm. Because, not, like, that stuff should be fluid. It's not like saying, like, I'm not saying Bonham and Keith Moon don't deserve to be on a Mount Rushmore. Like, they deserve to be up there for what they did. But, like, what's a new one? And I had a hard time coming up with, like, names of new drummers. Right. Like, that's... Like the tough thing, like naming musicians. Yeah, I, and like I'm bad the at that. the newer bands. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of bands, you'll know the singer, mm-hmm. but like Olivia brought up, like the no, who knows the bassist of a random band, unless it's like Chili Peppers, but they're forty years old. And right, same thing with Primus, Les Claypool. Right, mm-hmm. and why do we know them so well? Because they were so different at the time. Yeah, I guess there's nothing. There's things, of course, that are different now, but it's not, I guess, different enough. Right. right. Or maybe it's just not nationally broadcast enough, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's just piggybacking off of bass players. It's part of the, you know, instrument playing to, like, actually be in the background and not really be noticed. Right. It's, like, the playing the bass the correct way, I'm doing air quotes. Yes. Is... <laughs> like it's something you like feel not hear right. so um, when you have 
Primus, like Les Claypool, where you like his bass playing is like front and center. You can't ignore it. Like it, and yeah, that's uh, you notice that. And you're like, oh, that's different. Their, their guitar player is super good. Oh yeah, but no one knows his name. <laughs> and their drummer is popping too. Yeah, but that's um, this kind of thing. I guess somebody just takes front and center in every band. Right, but like even I, it feels like a lot of the newer groups are just singers, mm-hmm. and it's all like everybody else is interchangeable. <clears throat> right, they're all session musicians, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with being a session music like that. No, I would do that in a heartbeat. But it's just like. The whole thing now is like, oh, yeah, no, it's me and these 40 other people that I'm sampling. Right. Or it's this guy playing that tuned the thing on the computer to get all the different parts in it. The computer is definitely part of it, too, because you don't have to book a ton of studio time to make something that sounds okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And minimally okay in your right. bedroom. Just yeah. you playing every instrument. You can do that. Right. It's totally possible for free. Free, free equipment right. that you download. Very different time. It's just strange, like that. That's never moved on mm-hmm. for like the all star singers and whatever. Because like we were talking before we did this, like you know, a lot of the great singers are from four years ago. Not that there's not great singers now, but how many of those great singers now are great singers? Like they could, like we were saying, they can probably sing, but uh, do they actually sing as good as what you hear? Right. Like, could they do it live? Some can, some can, but. I mean, my brain's going the tool with that, with Maynard. But, I mean, again, they were around in the late 80s, early 90s was when they were starting. They got big in the 2000s, really. But, like, he can do it all live. But, again, how long ago was the early 2000s? Right, 20 (laughs) years ago. I I shaved about 10 years off your example. That's the best I could do. (laughs) No, but it's, like, it's reasonable. (laughs) It just, I don't know, it's just, it feels like a strange thing. And... For me, it's tough because I don't know what makes like a musician better than another musician. Like I'm coming from this place with like next to no musical talent. But, like I watch a thing, and then I was like, I wonder why this. Like, mm-hmm. That's basically like you know what this is. Because like in the interview, David said like what he looks for in a drummer is like can he tell who's drumming a song if he doesn't know who the song is, like what the song is. Mm-hmm. That's what makes a great drummer for him, and like. I, I use the example before we started this, like, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Right? Right. Like, our, like, you know, his biggest thing, right? When he plays that, I know that's him. When somebody else is playing, like, I know that's not, <laughs> I know that's not him. It just doesn't have the same feel. Then I guess, like, if you listen to a Chili Pepper song, you heard somebody that wasn't feel, Flea playing the bass, you'd be like, that doesn't seem right. Right. That's <laughs> enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. But then again, I don't know what the Chili Peppers are doing now. <laughs> yeah, you love their new song. It was great. Uh, it was something. Um, well, from my point of view, it, it helps a lot that, like, when you've dabbled in music yourself, and you, like, I can play the the guitar, I can, like, I understand what goes into playing the drums, I understand bass, I, you know, I I understand singing, and, like, you can kind of gauge where another musician's at but just by kind of like comparing them to yourself and be like or you can say like oh i could never do that or you could like look at what they're doing and go like oh that's really hard what mm. they're doing right and like be like you it may not look hard or sound hard but like you know like oh that's 
a crazy thing they're doing right now. Um, so, like, that's kind of how I see it, but in, like, I guess in another way, in, like, a more layman's way, like, there's something to just someone's, like, overall, like, fingerprint that they put, like, on their, like, with their instrument. Right. And just making it sound like just an extension of them, making it sound like, yeah, that's, this is how I play this, this is what I do, and it's, yeah, um, I don't know, it's, that's hard to explain, but I understand what Dave Grohl's saying. I do, I do kind of like that throughout this discussion, it started as drummers, but it seems like we've got gripes about music in general. <laughs> well, yeah, and, like, that's fine that I, like, veered off course, because it, it all, I think all the gripes sort of come from, like, a similar place, though. They, they do, yes, for sure. So it's just sort of, like, it's just, like, a general discussion, but, like, what started me off on that was, like, that... The drummers. Yeah, the initial, like, thought of, like, oh, because, like, for me, like, Dave would be on a Mount Rushmore of drummers. I think he deserves to be up there, like, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, he, I don't think gives himself enough credit. Like in the interviews, he's always like, "Oh, I'm not a very good drummer," and it's like, "Really?" Yeah, no, he's great. I think he's great. <laughs> you ever heard yourself? He's yeah. just like being modest. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we might have to revisit this because I think like what makes a good drummer like is it like a guy who's just keeping tempo for like 20 minutes in a, in one song? Like I, I think that's pretty great. Right. I'd be pretty tired by that point, you know. Or is it the guy that can hit so many notes in a minute? Right. Or is it both? I don't know. Well, I, like, from what I understand, like, as someone like Stuart Copeland, like, they can hit all the, like, rudimentary things, like, dead on and can just, like, do, like, a crazy fill. <laughs> oh, I lost my train of thought. Um... <laughs> Was like the difference between like a drummer that can, like sort of like melds into the background and does like all the has like all the nuances down, but doesn't have like a signature like oh they're really loud or they're known for like the like, crazy drum solos. Yes, like where did Tim? Tim was like yeah, so someone who can just like keep keep tempo and like do it for an, an entirety of they're, they're the like, show. They're functionally perfect. Sure. Like, like the ba- like they're not gonna mess the basics up ever. They're never gonna lose time. They're not gonna miss a thing. They're just there holding it down. And like so well and for that example, someone could say like oh well anyone could do that, blah blah blah. Uh no, but um yeah, there's drummers that can do that and more and can just do things in a way that another drummer can look at them and be like, how did he do that? <laughs> right. All while keeping time and making sure, like, right. not missing their, like, cue or whatever. Because, like, for me, like, I go back to, like, Dave a lot. Like, I've read, like, watched a lot of interviews and, like, read a lot of stuff. And, like, he, when he was teaching himself to drum, he held the drumsticks the other way because he wanted them to be louder. <laughs> That's so funny. he held on to the small end because the big end was louder. And um, his first lesson was with a jazz drummer and mm. who whose first step 
was flipping the drumsticks back around in his hands. And then he just kind of went from there. It's too funny. But, like, as I think we had talked about, too, like, for me, he kind of falls into the same category, like, Bonham would, where, like, Bonham was loud. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what like, he's known for. Like, And Dave seems to be loud. Yes, for sure. Like, the power drummer. Mm-hmm. But, like, then you have drummers, like, we talked about, too, like, your death metal drummers who have, like, sure. quadruple bass pedals and well, like, nobody, I... sh- are they convulsing up there? <laughs> kind of. And where is that art and where is it not? And I, I think that comes down to personal preference, but I don't ever hear anybody mentioning a new drummer until, like, sadly somebody dies. Like, Joey Jordison died from Slipknot. Everybody mm-hmm. was like, and it was a shame he died from a tumor or something. He had something. Um, the Rev from uh, Avenged Sevenfold, mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. loved him, and it's like, it's interesting. Like, where's know? the love while they're alive? Right. It, it wasn't, I mean, it was there a little bit, but it's not. Right. So I don't know, we guys, we, we as a whole, as a society, need to embrace our drummers a little more. I guess more. the idolization of, like, musicians has changed to performers. That is probably true a little. And that would probably, it's probably going to upset people. Yes. But I feel like, like a lot of music we have now, they're more performers. I mean, I don't know. The music industry's changed so much. Like, you're trying to be artistic and do what you want to do, but the way you make a living at it is so different. So I feel like the way you make your music sometimes is different. Yeah. I don't know that that's a compromise or selling out or what. I think it's more like just a lot of like the mainstream pop, right, is written by a random guys that give oh, yeah. the songs They're, to other people. The 80s guitar players from like, you know, right. Warrant and stuff. Those With, are the guys writing And it's just like the Spears. algorithm that puts it out. I don't know. I feel like we've digressed a little bit. We may have. <laughs> uh, it was just like a thought I wanted to have with other people. Some music talk. So I guess let's try and bring it back. <laughs> so this is a coherent conversation. When have we ever been known to have those? <laughs> uh, Animal is on my Mount Rushmore. He's great yeah. drummers. <laughs> yeah. Or including entertainers, I mean. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what should be the time period? From 1980 to now. I would say like 85. 85 to now. Who's, who's your top four drummers? Oof. I mean, yeah. Dave, and I think we talked about this off before we started recording, but like Taylor, because like if you like know the history of the Foo Fighters, they had another drummer from Sunny Day Real Estate, mm-hmm. and he wasn't good enough. So the whole Color and Shape album got re-recorded because he wasn't good enough, and Dave re-drummed it, and like Taylor's been around for 20 plus years. Right. So if, you know, if Dave's happy with him, he must be good, and like he does, like he has his own side projects. Where he's you know sings and drums and is the front man for a '80s hair metal band. It's <laughs> true, <laughs> um, but like I have a hard time naming other drummers. Uh, my brain goes to like John Bonham Jr., but he's like known for just being in all kinds of bands, and he's just like I'm available, I'll do right. it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right, There's like, no like singular project of his. I'm like that was the one, you know. Right. It's it's tough because I guess unless you're like really into a band. You don't know mm-hmm. the musicians, and like I guess you don't like I can't pick out like what makes like a drummer great. Like there's bands I like, but mm-hmm. I don't know if their drummer's great, right? Or it's like oh, is it the drumming that I like about it? I enjoyed Vinnie Paul from Pantera because he was a big fat guy with tiny little arms. <laughs> That's a good look. <laughs> I don't know if he's my Mount Rushmore, but he was good, undoubtedly. You probably have a Mount Rushmore that you can put together better than I can. Um, I'm looking at Olivia while I'm saying this. Oh. Not necessarily. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
when we were talking before, like, um, yeah, Mike Portnoy got brought up. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, yeah. Even in the, yeah, around rock drumming circles, like, his name gets brought up. Yeah. Um, even, like, Dave Lombardo from Slayer gets brought up. Mm-hmm. Um... See, I love this, but these guys have been around for an eternity, too. Like, right. I feel like these guys just stayed good, and it's hard to look past them. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know, because those guys are awesome. They're still awesome. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Um, yeah, it's tough. Uh, Tim, you mentioned earlier, but Travis Barker. Oh, yes, Travis yeah, Barker. Before we start recording, Blink-182. Yeah. Um, some people would, like, would say him, but, like, is he actually a good drummer? Or is he... Is yeah. he a good entertainer? Yeah. It does have parallels to wrestling. Are you a great wrestler? Or are you a great sports entertainer? <laughs> right. It is sometimes two different things. Yeah, because uh, there are definitely wrestlers that are good wrestlers, but boring as heck. Yeah, for sure. But boy, can they wrestles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Tim, do you have a Mount Rushmore? Um, without going to the older generation... And it's like, is Dave considered the older generation too at this point? I mean, <laughs> it's very because yeah, he came it's in. It's on the borderline. It's borderline, yeah. but like but, I would, I think Dave Girl's great. I mean, he joined joined Nirvana in like '90. Right. That's that's still 32 years ago. That's insane. You know. Yeah, he's. He, I mean, he is the one I always think of because whenever he shows up and plays drums, I get excited. Whenever he's on some project or something, I get excited when he plays drums again. He and Liam Gallagher did a thing together. That sounds great. <laughs> See, like I'm instantly in. Um, man, I am having a hard time. It's tough because, like, how many, like, even the bands that like came out from we moved it sooner, like post '95. How many of them were like great bands? Like, you had bands that were like big mm-hmm. and like had hits come out, but like, would you say they're great? I don't know. And I feel like lineups change so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw Anthrax once. And their drummer played this song, and it was the craziest thing I ever saw. I was so happy they played it live. I was so happy I got to see it live. I, I don't know if he's still their drummer. <laughs> right. I don't know. I, you know. I'm starting to realize, as we're talking, like, a lot of these, like, great drummers, like, they switch bands all so the time. Much. Like, they have multiple, multiple projects. Right. So it's it's hard to figure out, like, oh, is of this, the drummer from this band and the drummer from that band, like, cause yeah. it could be like the same person. Yeah. Well, yeah. For one, it could be the same person or just like, yeah. right. You don't know who is the drummer because like this band might've had four different drummers. Right. Right. Um, and then it's like, Oh, I like this song. Which of the 12 drummers that they've had was the one was that drummed one? on that song. Yeah. It's so tough. And I think that's why live performances are what people like. In this, in this age, this YouTube age, it's like, I want to see this person physically. I know they can do this. I've right. seen it with my own eyes, you know? I guess, like, singers might be easier. But then, like, some of the singers that popped in my head that are great in the last 25 years, like, that's still, like, a long time. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would say Chester from Linkin Park should be on Mount Rushmore singing, like, awesome. Like, we saw him live, and I've never heard somebody scream for 20 seconds straight and then just start singing like normal. <laughs> it's crazy it is pretty interesting but I don't know I don't know that singing is easier like I think Scott Weiland was awesome he did a lot of like technically musically he did some really cool stuff with his mm-hmm. voice but I could it's harder I think to argue to throw him in I don't think he's far off but I think it's hard for I mean Chris Cornell nobody yeah. 
nobody really beats him in my opinion. I think he's great for like modern era. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's still a long time. Yeah. Right, because you figure That's when mid eighties, I think. So right when he started. started. Yeah. It's like sure you had pro- you hit your peak in the nineties. Right, but still, that's still a long time ago. I know, I'm old, I hate it. I guess, if we went more recent, <laughs> but it's still not even like recent, like Brandon Brandon Flowers. Oh yeah, he's good. Like He's good, but like that's still 15 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw the, the Killers, and uh, but I went to see Iggy Pop, a guy who's been around for anything. <laughs> so, I was pleasantly happy and surprised with the Killers, but I, I, went, I was like, I gotta see Iggy Pop. God knows how long mm-hmm. Iggy Pop's gonna be around. Here we are. Right. Guy's still here. <laughs> I had that feeling when we went and saw Chili Peppers. Because mm-hmm. we went and saw Chili Peppers like right after like Bowie died, Prince died. I was like, oh, who knows how much longer Anthony Kiedis is going to be alive. He did a lot of drugs. He did. <laughs> yeah, even if he's clean now, which I don't know. I hope so. I hope so, but I don't know. Right. I don't he did a know. lot of drugs. Yeah. That concert was not great. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> it's it was sad. fine. I, guess, I don't know why you didn't have a great, good time. I think it's because we were just in the seats so far away. Uh, mm. it, was, it was fine for what it was. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Chili Peppers fan, but... I just want to hear that bass. Know. That's what you I just want to hear. Flea, I just want to hear Flea being Flea, yeah. I mean, everybody else is good, but I want to see Flea. Flea's the, the flourish for me. You yeah. Know? Well, I guess we'll wrap it up on this random nonsense that we... No, I like this. This is good. Hopefully this leads to more musical discussion. Um, you know, let us know uh, any feedback you guys have out there. You know, leave a comment. Let us yeah, know. Yeah, who's your favorite drummer? Right. Tell uh, us why we're wrong. <laughs> I like those. Where, where are any current bands who has an amazing drummer? Maybe right. we'll check them out. Maybe we'll say, like, sorry, you're right. We forgot about them. Right. I mean, I love that guy from Eskimo Callboy, but it's just because he, he does that move that's so entertaining every time. Yeah, he makes sure he does the, the, the Travolta. The flail. The Travolta. Yeah, while running on a treadmill. Oh, my God, the guy's great. <laughs> but, like, I mean, if you look at their body of work, are, is there everything great? Probably not. Right. So, <laughs> you know, that's why it's hard. But, yeah, thank you, everybody, for checking this out, and uh, let us know if you want more musical discussion in the future. Yeah. Tweet at all of us. You've listened to it in the past. You know what it is. That's right. You do. And go watch. Go watch Tim's videos with Paul. Give Paul a hard time. Yeah, give him shit. Will you? Yeah, that guy's a scumbag. Yeah. Paul, Tim, Paul, and Tim do a thing. And every time Paul says rifts, you should comment riffs for me, please. Uh, people have done that. Uh, I'm one of them. <laughs> I know. But I'm glad you're not alone. Bye, everybody.